the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the domestic terrorist. But seriously, it's, it's, it's the most important, and that is a play on what's happening in our current political environment, which we will get to because ha- we have two dedicated domestic terrorists. We're going to they're going to be on the show with me today. But the actually most important political office, of course, is that of the private citizen. And uh, every day we see the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. If you want little things like a free country, a country at all borders, uh, good education for your children. Controlling crime, et cetera, just you know, little, you know, little things like that. Uh, my co-host this week is back, uh, and uh, Laura, Dr. Laura Norton, and I've been working feverishly on coming up with better jokes than I had the, the, <laughs> the first time that she was here, as I, as, as I got the, the uh, deer in the headlights look at one of my at one of my jokes. And our guest is not just a, one joke, several jokes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks, Laura, for stopping by. <laughs> I'm surprised he had me back, but yes. here I am. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the other six people were busy this week. They were busy this week, so I couldn't. Ooh, I did. Ooh. <laughs> dagger. <laughs> and uh, well, and welcoming her back to the show, we have uh, Rebecca Friedrichs. Uh, she's one of our favorites. Uh, she's a 28 year teacher, the author of Standing Up to Goliath, being Goliath being the uh, the teacher union. She was the lead plaintiff in uh, Friedrichs versus CTA that sought to end mandatory union contributions by government employees. And that, she would have won that case, but for the untimely death of uh, Justice Scalia. Uh, but after he was replaced and there was a follow on case that accomplished that result. So now all government employees anywhere in the country do not have to contribute a penny to a, any government employee union. Um, and unfortunately, not enough have uh, taken advantage of that. And maybe we'll get to that later. Um, welcome to the show, Rebecca. And uh, you also you formed your own organization uh, for kids and country. Uh, we, and you're carrying on the fight to, uh, for children as you did when you were still a teacher. Absolutely. It's wonderful to be back with you again. Thanks for giving us a voice. We have um, a massive war on our hands here and the more people who can join us the better and i should also add that you're going to be the keynote speaker at an event that we're going to be holding on november 13th at the ark church of the nazarene in redlands and that is the title of that program is take charge of your children's education through school choice homeschooling and activism and the title of your keynote speech which i wrote the title for you so you can fill in the rest of the speech after the after my title the government-run schools are worse than you imagine. Get your children out now. Amen. Amen. All capitals. <laughs> okay, so to give a little bit of a preview, why, why, are, why are the government-run schools worse than we imagine, and why do we need to get our children out now? Well, what people need to understand is that the government-run schools do not have your child's best interest in in mind or your best interest in mind. In fact, the government unions are transmission belts of communist, of a communist agenda, uh, of socialism, and they have on purpose dumbed down our curriculum. On purpose, they're sexualizing your children. On purpose, they are teaching anti-American uh, uh, critical race theory and 1619 project and other nonsense on purpose. They are uh, undercutting our American founders, our, our virtues. This is all on purpose. And one of their goals is to discredit the family as an institution and to emphasize the need to raise children away from parents. So our government schools are not what they claim to be. They're not really public schools. They're not really 
a lot of the teachers are great people and they don't realize they're in a corrupt system. So the system is controlled by these government unions. The government unions are dangerous. They uh, collect billions annually tax-free to push a socialist communist agenda to undermine our republic, to indoctrinate your children. It's so much worse than you can possibly imagine. And I think most parents think, well, gosh, my child's teacher is really nice. I, I like my child's teacher. You know, I taught kindergarten through fourth grade. The parents loved me and I was doing a great job in my classroom, but I was trapped in a corrupt system. And um, there are activist teachers who have been planted there by the teacher unions. They're the ones who get a voice. They're the ones who are controlling the curricula and the agenda in our schools. So it, there, it really is an emergency. Get your kids out as fast as you can. When you think about it, you know, how much time does your pastor have with your child? Maybe an hour a week? And, well, and how much time do you as the parents really have in terms of teaching, programming, inputting information, values into your child versus picking them up and taking them someplace and taking them to practice and making dinner and all the, all the other things of life Whereas the government-run schools have your child six to eight hours a day, five days a week for programming and indoctrination. Well, exactly. And, and they're not only indoctrinating the kids, but they are quite literally undermining parental authority, undermining your, um, let's say you're, you're teaching religion in your home. They're undermining your religion and your beliefs. For example, our, our public schools will take your child for an abortion without your knowledge or permission during the school day. Our public schools will give your child drugs to change their sex and tell them that there's an endless number of genders and all your, your, your listeners know this. Uh, and they do all this without parental knowledge or permission. So why would you send your child seven hours a day to be taught to not believe what you're teaching them, to be taught to sneak around behind your back, lie to you, do things that are against their own religion or, or, or the beliefs you're teaching them. And then what are you going to, when they come home, you're going to try to make up for that. Why don't you just homeschool them, work with some, there's some, amazing co-ops and, and homeschool networks that can really help you with that. If you're unable to homeschool, there's private schools. There's even networks where there's kind of a hybrid where your kids can be in school certain days of the week and be with you other days. There's so many options now. And I just urge parents to do that because if they don't, a lot of parents are losing their kids. Many of them used to lose their kids when they'd send them to the university system. That's still happening, but they're starting to lose them in the K-12 system now too. It's corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. The sooner parents realize that, the better. Do you have any uh, resources that you could recommend or websites that people can go to? Because people ask me all the time, well, I want to do something different, but I don't know where to go. Yeah, I sure do. So first of all, our website, forkidsandcountry.org, on our website, we are, are focused on helping teachers to get out of the unions. We could talk about that later. Um, and we actually direct people to different networks. So that's one place. But the place I would send parents, if they specifically want to leave the public schools now, go to Public School Exit. Public School Exit, I'm on their board of advisors. Great group. Their whole goal is to help parents to find alternative ways to educate their children. Yesterday, I was at an independent learning academy in Irvine, this is a place where you're, they just support you if you're a homeschooler, but they bring in these teachers who are independent contractors and you can sign up for different classes and have your kids in all kinds of interesting classes that maybe you can't provide yourself. So they support homeschoolers. Um, there, then there's also all kinds of lists of private schools. Public school exits goal is to get all the churches in America to step up and start schools in their churches. Amen. They have folks who can train you on how to uh, teach in a one-room schoolhouse. So there's a lot of teachers who are trying, who are escaping right now. They don't want to take the vax. They don't want to see kids forced to take the vax. Um, they're awakening to the fact that things are really a mess. And so teachers are looking for jobs too. So public school exit is not only helping direct parents to alternative schools, but also helping to direct teachers to alternative places where they can teach. And we will also help them at forkidsandcountry.org. And you make a good point that if the myth is homeschooling means just you and your children around the dining room table and you're trying to fulfill all of their educational needs that if it, if it ever was true is not true now 
Precisely. And, and I, I want to start by saying, you know, it's the teacher unions, the so-called teacher unions that put out this messaging to America that parents aren't smart enough to teach their own kids. Hogwash. The unions created that messaging to stop parents from homeschooling. Why? Because the unions want every child in a government run indoctrination center. So they want to convince you that you can't teach your children. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Parents are the best educators for their kids. Now, I understand parents. Maybe you don't know how to teach trigonometry or maybe you're struggling with phonics or maybe you don't know how to provide a woodshop class or something like that. Well, first, I'm here to tell you that your public schools are not doing a good job in most of those things either. But if you end up homeschooling, there are like this independent learning academy, there are places you can go and you can sign up for these sorts of classes. So your children can still get support with trigonometry or U.S. history or whatever it is you're struggling with. You don't have to do it all. There's a massive network out there now. In 2020, homeschooling doubled. It doubled, thank God, because people saw the truth about our schools. Hopefully it'll continue to double and triple and quadruple. And so there's all kinds of networks and resources out there for parents today. Well, if there is a vax mandate, there's going to be a mass exodus. Yeah. Well, precisely. And you know, we do need a mass exodus, <clears throat> exodus from the public schools. And we need a mass exodus of teachers getting out of the government unions. So if the teachers leave the public schools, they automatically leave the unions. And so we can start, you know, uh, in the, these teachers could make so much more money being independent contractors or having their own little independent school. And they wouldn't have to deal with all these horrific discipline problems that are the, that, that happened because of Obama era uh, policies that were written by the teachers unions. So the teachers can escape all these nightmares and have a much better experience. Everyone will have a, a better experience and the children will actually learn. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor for this half, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending. The place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My co-host this week is Dr. Laura Norton, and uh, our guest is... Former teacher, 28-year teacher, Rebecca Friedrichs, author of Standing Up to Goliath, Goliath being the, uh, the, the teacher unions, and unfortunately she has yet to hit him in the head, hit, the, hit Goliath in the head with a stone, but um, that, is, that is hopefully coming. Uh, we've been talking about education and how bad the government-run schools are. Uh, the uh, thought leader of the uh, Democrat Party, Vladimir Lenin, said that give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Another famous or infamous villain of history, Adolf Hitler, said, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. And the enemies of our country understand that very well, and which is why I started with universities, now into the government-run schools. They are indoctrinating them into their way, the way of thinking and dumbing them down. And here's an, and maybe you want to elaborate on on this, Rebecca. Is certainly in the, in communist China, in the Soviet Union, when the Communist Party there was in charge, they they indoctrinated their children, but they sure didn't dumb them down. What's the motive behind dumbing down the children? Oh, dumbing down the children is extremely important because we are a constitutional free republic. 
our founders told us specifically, the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated and moral citizenry that can self-govern. So the number one goal of the communists, and again, they do this through the government unions. That's their transmission belt for their communist agenda. Their number one goal is to dumb our children down to such a degree that our children don't know how to think. They don't know. They only know. I mean, they tell them what to think. The kids don't know how to think. They don't have um, higher level thinking skills. They aren't able to push back on evil. They just buy into whatever is spoon fed to them. This is key because if you're not well educated, if you don't know your real history, if you don't understand that America is the freest, most wonderful, prosperous nation in the world because America is built on Judeo-Christian virtue and because America fought for all the freedoms we enjoy and people gave their lives for that. If you really think America was built on slavery, like the 1619 Project tells our kids, then you're going to hate America and you're going to try to block America. So our children are being taught that capitalism is bad that America's bad, that the American founders were bad, that our constitution is bad. So what are they going to do? Attack all those amazing things that created the best country ever. So they're going to undermine our freedoms by undermining our constitutional free republic. This is how they they create, um, you know, it's like Hitler's brown shirts. They create these, these nasty... Um, uh, children who fight against good because they've been so indoctrinated against good. This is key in undermining a free republic. The reason they sexualize the children is because they must undermine their morals. Because if you're not moral, you're not going to be able to have a free republic. You're not going to be able to self-govern if you're so selfish and you're fighting everyone and you're a rioter, right? You can only self-govern if you have good virtue. So this is all very key in undermining our free republic. I have to laugh, though. You have these kids that are against capitalism, pro-communism, as they sit with their $1,000 phones, their expensive sneakers, and a you know their fancy coffee. And I'm like (laughs) trying to say to them, do you think that would exist in your communist society? It's well, yeah, you are so right about that. And and Lenin called them useful idiots. So what they've done is they've lied to these children so much, deceived them to such a degree that they actually believe the lies. And so like you're saying, they're sitting there in these fancy cars and with their fancy cell phones and going to Starbucks or whatever, living the life but they're actually pushing for communism, which is responsible for murdering millions and but they don't know tens that. of millions, hundreds of they millions. They don't know exa- hundreds of millions, exactly. They don't know that. They're useful idiots. They don't know the truth. I, I listened to a KGB, a former KGB member. It was like a 35-year-old interview. And he was sharing, he was a whistleblower, sharing how the KGB would indoctrinate people. And what they do is they indoctrinate them to such a degree that they will not listen to common sense. So these kids are so deeply indoctrinated, they don't understand truth. When do they understand it? When the communists have taken over and now they've lost everything and now they're mad, this isn't fair, I've lost everything and now it's too (laughs) Too late late. to fix anything, right? So we have to all fight because these kids aren't gonna listen, you know, know, until it's too late. There's some polling data um, that... uh... 64% of millennials believe the phrase from each according to his ability to each according to his needs uh, is in the Constitution. 43% think that uh, the Communist Manifesto better guarantees freedom and equality than the U.S. Declaration of Independence. Even 36% approve of communism. Of course, they don't have any understanding of it, that they're not going to have all these things. They think, you know, there was a great meme picture of um, AOC and uh, she was and she, she was well dressed and real coiffed as she, as she almost always is uh, and she was they labeled her she's a Neiman Marxist <laughs> I saw that I laughed Greg that's great <laughs> that's great you know and that's that's scary she is a useful idiot she's like the she's like the poster child of useful idiot she's an example of what we get out of our public schools she's she goes out there all dressed up and and she's speaking lies she doesn't even know she's lying she i mean she believes it so i guess she's not lying Mm -hmm. but but everything she's saying is deceptive so this is really interesting that all these kids uh you know are for the communist manifesto have they read it 
They're against the Constitution. Have they read it? Nope. Uh, they're against the Declaration of Independence. Look, it takes about 20 minutes to read the Constitution, about the same to read the Declaration. These students need to read it. What's going on is they're being indoctrinated by activists that the unions have planted in our schools, K-12 and university. They educated them through something called the Frankfurt School, which is loaded with communism. And these kids are believing lies. So, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The most important thing we can do is educate, uh, you know, get people to read the Constitution once a week. You know, it takes 20 minutes. It's nothing. Oh. So um, education. I want to turn our attention, and we only have about four minutes left here, uh, to the latest developments in the government-run schools, which are the masks and the uh, vax mandates. Mm. But I want to, before we, we leave us uh, for, for, for this week is the uh, – the Education Freedom Act, the School Choice Initiative, is now out for signature. Uh, it's being printed up right now. It's got its biased title and summary from the Democrat State Attorney General. And this cause, yeah, get your children out now. But if you want to get America's children out, which is, I think, a national survival issue, then it has to be through school choice. And every freedom-loving, America-loving American in California needs to support this financially and with your time out gathering signatures. So you want to go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and sign up. Because for right now, you don't have to charge up Omaha Beach to save the country. You don't have to cross the icy Delaware River in the middle of a snowstorm to save the country. For right now, what, you can, what we need you to do is help us get school choice on the ballot. And now we're down to three minutes. Um, I'll basically going to turn to you have Dr. Laura, who's been up on, she's been speaking on the vax mandates. And uh, Rebecca, uh, what is going on there? And what can parents do if their child is being forced to wear a mask and then to take this so-called vaccine? Uh, geez, I just tell people, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what you have to do, please, please do not let these children get the COVID vaccine. The amount of side effects I've seen uh, so far is quite disturbing, and they're really not being broadcast on the mainstream media. And so everybody needs to have informed consent before they take any medication, any vaccine. And nobody is really getting that because to have informed consent, you have to have all the side effects, all the details. And, you know, just to name a few, I've seen um, people with heart failure, inflammation of the heart, seizures, blood clots, a lot of neurological uh, problems like tremors and shaking and headaches. I've seen anaphylaxis, all kinds of weird rashes. I've seen kidney failure, uh, people that just feel like chronic fatigue and just don't feel well. They just don't feel themselves. I have a woman that's in her 20s. She has a ton-month-old baby. She got the vaccine after she delivered. She can barely take care of the baby. That's how sick she is. And this is just criminal to think about putting it in our children. Uh, this is, it's even, it's medical malpractice to say in the least. And I don't, any doctor that says this vaccine is safe is either a liar or they don't know their science because this medicine, I wouldn't even call it a medicine. Um, this gene therapy has not even been tested. Most drugs have to go through clinical trials for 10 to 15 years. This was less than a year. Most don't even make it to the 10 year mark because they don't even, they fail animal trials, but they want our children to be the animal trials. This is just outrageous. And this is totally unconstitutional. It's not even legal to mandate an employer, an employee or a student to get a vaccine that's not even FDA approved. And it is not FDA approved. Even if it, they unlawfully approve it, you know, it's still wrong. Short of, and we have very little time here, short of pulling your children out of the government-run schools, what you should do for a variety of reasons we've discussed, do you have any recourse? Can you claim a religious exemption? Can you get a medical exemption to keep of while your child is still in the government-run school? And will they honor it? Ten seconds. It's very hard to find an exemption. Um, I have been writing exemptions. They're not always honored. Um you know, you just have to take a stand, even if you have to yes. lose, take them out of school if yeah. you have to. It's better than being disabled. Yeah. 
All right, that's all the time we have for this half, and I know you have, you have to leave us, and we have a guest, uh, Jay Obernorty, coming up in our second half. To hear more from Rebecca and learn more about how you can get your children out, come to our conference on November 13th at the Ark Church. Uh, take charge of your children's education through school choice, homeschooling, and activism. November 13th, 9 a.m. at the Ark Church in Redlands. Hope to see you there. Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host this week, Dr. Laura Norton, who and, uh, she's not, you know, in her spare time she practices medicine, but her main vocation is politics now, and she's formed an organization called the San Bernardino County Patriots to trying to establish a uh, precinct organization throughout the county so we can uh, connect with and organize those uh, citizens fulfilling the most important obligation, that of the uh, private citizen. It didn't come out all that well, but close enough. <laughs> We're pleased to have as our guest, um, report live from the swamp, behind enemy lines, Congressman Jay Obernotti from the 8th District, which is basically runs from north of Redlands to Yukaipa, Mentone, all the way up to uh, Mono Lake. And uh, the Let's start with what you you were just on the floor voting. This is third. We're recording on Thursday, uh, October twenty one, and you just came off a four vote with more. You say called political shenanigans. What's going on? Yes. Uh, well, we spent all afternoon debating the uh, Bannon uh, referral of the Bannon subpoena for criminal enforcement, and uh, you know it really goes to show you exactly what the political agenda is here. And uh, you know, I, I wish more people would read. The resolution that the uh, the January sixth commission presented in defense of uh, that subpoena, because it really shows you where their thinking is. They're still trying to relitigate the impeachment, is what it comes down to, uh, it, and and it's it's just very clearly uh, political and it's very clearly partisan, and uh, it's definitely political shenanigans. It's so nice to come here and be among friends. So thanks for that, Greg. Well, it, it beats talking about inflation, open borders. Skyrocketing debt. You know, you know, it was it was those uh, Republican insurgents. Uh, Donald Trump. He threatened our democracy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's uh, its purpose is to deflect attention from what they're trying to do, which is to to pass the largest spending bill in the history of our country, paired with the largest tax increase in the history of our country. But don't pay any attention to that. You know, pay attention to the January sixth commission. It's a, you almost have to wonder what they're thinking because are they producing anything that's helping helping the voters? I mean, maybe some government beneficiaries that are on the government dole, but you know the average working men and women they don't seem to be doing anything. If anything, they seem to be making their lives 
worse. Oh, and they are. Uh, if you look at the statistics for inflation, you know, which is now uh, at the, the highest rate in 30 years, uh, and you look at the fact that despite the wage gains that have occurred in our country over the last 18 months, the average American family is worse off. They've, they've made a little bit in wage gains, but they've lost more in the purchasing power of their dollar. And so they're behind where they were 18 months ago. And if you look at what economists say is going to happen if we continue this reckless federal spending, uh, it's just going to exacerbate the problem. Inflation is going to continue to run rampant. And at the end of this, you know, this whole train wreck is the, the national debt, which, uh, you know, is, is at epic proportions. And I wish we were talking more about this because it's uh, the, the size of our debt passed the total size of our economy last year. And the last time that that happened was at the end of World War II. You know, we just finished fighting a world war, defeating Hitler. And because of all of that spending, uh, the debt was was uh, was over 100 percent of GDP. And then quickly, you know, we got it under control. Uh, but there's no plan to get it under control right now. In fact, you probably heard uh, just uh, two weeks ago, Congress kicked the can down the road. Actually, it was just last week. We kicked the can down the road again uh, and passed, you know, over the strenuous objections of fiscal conservatives like me, we passed another half trillion dollar increase in the debt limit. And that only takes us through December, that half a trillion dollars. It's just outrageous. Well, I think the plan is to crash the dollar. I think this is intentional. I mean, that's what a lot of us really believe. And that's what a lot of my volunteers believe. And what a wonderful way to bring in a digital currency and have more control. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's they're really scary long term implications, as you say, to what's going on. Uh, and uh, I mean, if you look, just look at what the Congressional Budget Office says about the growing debt, that what they say is that by the year 2050, you know, just a few years from now, at the rate we're going. And this, by the way, does not factor in the new social spending in the reconciliation bill. This was before that. This was just after the two trillion we spent uh, this spring at the rate we're going. We're going to be at about 250% of GDP by the year 2050. And uh, at our current interest rate projections, that's not if inflation gets out of control, at current interest rate projections, that's going to consume about half of federal tax revenue, just paying interest on the national debt. And you think about all the things that we do with federal tax revenue now. And yes, I mean, a lot of it we don't agree with. But there's a very important stuff that we also that we do that we also that we do agree with. I mean, funding the national defense, uh, funding uh, the worthwhile federal programs that, that we do, uh, funding Social Security. And, and you, you wonder if we're spending half of our federal tax revenue paying interest on the debt because we couldn't control our spending now. What the heck our kids are going to do when we get there? Well, someone said that if, if something can continue forever, it won't. And there has to be a reckoning. It never works to just to print money. That's always a recipe for for economic disaster. And sooner or later, there is there there is there's going to be that reckoning. But you're right. There's very little discussion about it, and and there's there's not much pushback from the people saying, "Hey, you guys, you you guys need to take care of this problem." That's right. And you're absolutely right. There ought to be. I mean, there's you want to you want to hear an incredible statistic? Here's one I heard uh, earlier this week. Uh, if you add up just the new federal spending in the last 18 months, uh, you know, should this, the, the current version of the reconciliation bill pass, if you, if you add up just the new federal spending in the last 18 months, it exceeds the combined annual wages of everyone in America. Just what the federal government spent in the last 18 months and just the new spending. It's incredible to me. Well, let me ask you this about the defense budget then, because I know you recently signed uh, the defense budget that has red flag laws for veterans. It opened the door for drafting our daughters um, into the military, and it was awarding billions to an administration that just gave away $90 billion to our enemies. So how do you justify signing that bill? Uh, so the I voted for the pre-reconciliation version of the NDA, And uh, I've read, I mean, first of all, let me say, I'm a staunch opponent of red flag laws. Uh, I, I've got a lifetime NRA voting record rating of, uh, of A, I think it's A plus actually. So I'm a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment and a staunch defender of that. Uh, so I, I, do, I do not approve of red flag laws, but uh, the every year the Democrats try and put 
red flag laws into the NDAA. And every year, Republicans make them take it out. And that's what's happening this year. And these groups that are trying to that are lighting up Republicans for voting for the NDAA because of that, uh, either they they don't understand the process or they're just trying to raise money off of it. And we'll be charitable and assume it's the former. But uh, but here's the process. So uh, we have been uh, assured the the chairman of the Armed Services Committee has committed to taking out the red flag laws out of the current NDAA, and we will have the opportunity to uh, to enforce that because the version of the NDAA that passed the House is not the same as the Senate version, which means they've got to be reconciled. And at, at the, that's the point at which the red flag law will be taken out, and it will come back to the House for approval. And so, if they don't take it out, we will not vote for it. And it will it will not pass because uh, actually NDAA was a big win for us. We got more money for national defense than the Biden administration was requesting. So uh, there were a bunch of the progressive Democrats that voted against the NDAA for that reason. So without Republican votes, it's not going to pass. But uh, we've, uh, we we are in the process of getting those taken out uh, the day after we pass the NDAA. I and a bunch of other conservative lawmakers signed on a letter uh, the demanding that 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 be taken out and it will be taken out. What about um, proposing like a one topic, one bill and a limit to pages? Because I notice a lot of these bills just have so many things kind of snuck into it. Oh, uh, you're absolutely right. Can some, wow. Would you be willing to you know bring that forth or, or write something to, to change those laws? I mean, it's you don't need a law. What you need to do is change the House rules. So we actually have a rule about that in the legislature in California. And you don't you don't hear me sit, talk glowingly about our legislature very often. But that's one of the things that the legislature does much better than Congress is that there's a germaneness rule to pre- prevent, you know, these big omnibus bills from going through. Because, as you say, it's ridiculous. And uh, I, let me let me just say it is worse. It is worse. I found it out now that I, I got to Congress. It's worse even than I thought it was. Because the legislation is almost impossible to read here. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so much of our, the legislation that Congress considers is worded as amendments to current federal law. And so you'll read a bill and it'll say something like this on in federal code section 123.45, uh, page 267, paragraph four, line eight, insert the phrase except for veterinarians. And that's that's the bill. Okay, so you've read the bill, but do you understand what that bill does? No, you can't because you need the context of it. Uh, In California, we actually had on our public facing portal a a tab that you could see the bill in context where it would show you how it differed from current California state law. There is nothing like that in Congress, not even that's accessible to me and my legislative staff. So I actually have to have people on my staff go through those bills line by line to actually figure out what it means in the context of current federal law. So it just it just illustrates how few people in Washington are actually reading what they're voting on. Well, you know, these 2000 page bills, I I know that any member has read the bill and to be fair, Republican leaders used to do the same thing. They would bring a 2,000-page spending bill, and they they would wait until the deadline. The, cover, you know, the current bill is going to run out on Friday. They bring out the bill Friday morning or Thursday evening. Okay, and you got, you know, pass it now. And uh, I don't know if I was a – that was a member. I would just – I would categorically refuse. I, I will not pass a bill under that basis. I'm not going to tolerate your operation of the Congress on that basis. But that's right. That's, but both both sides use that same that same kind of tactic. You're right. They do. All right. Um, we need to have a break here and hear from our sponsor. And um, I have an interesting question for you. It's going to relate back to the campaign. Um, but I'll make it a surprise. After this word <laughs> from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redland Tea Party Patriots. My co-host this week is Dr. Laura Norton with the San Bernardino County Patriots. They're doing great work over there. And we're pleased to have on the line, live from the swamp, Congressman Jay Obernotti. When you were back, back during the last campaign, we had a can, we had a forum for you and your opponent uh, Tim Donnelly at our at our meeting. And uh, by the way, you you won the straw poll coming out of that. Uh, but one of the questions I'm going to return to is this: is not the average rank and file Democrat voter, but the leadership of the Democrat Party, Obama, Pelosi, Schumer, etc. Are they evil, or are they just Mistaken and misguided. And Donnelly said evil, and you said mistaken and misguided. Now that you're in the swamp, have you rethought that at all? <laughs> this is a great question. Uh, the answer is uh, no. I, I still I stand by what I said. Uh, and, you know, what I said was guided by, I, I was, as you know, six years in the California state legislature before going to Congress. So I have a lot of experience in talking with misguided people that I disagree with. Uh, but it, what, what you find out when you get to know them is that we, we all kind of play for the same team. We just disagree on how to get there. And, you know, the, the stuff that we, we as conservatives feel like the stuff that they're proposing is counterproductively, you know, really bad for our country. And so that's why we you know, have these big debates where we talk about, you know, science and facts and economics. And, you know, they talk about feelings and diversity and and equity. Right. So and that, that's the big debate of our times. But I, I don't think that it's uh, that it comes down to this existential question of them being evil. I just think we disagree. OK, so wide open borders, two million illegal aliens sicking the FBI on parents who are maybe being a little boisterous at school board meetings of supply chain in running printing trillions of dollars which is we all know is unsustainable and i could go on with a lot of other uh, other examples um i think they know what they're doing i think i think and i did, would differ that they we share the same goals i don't think i don't think we share the same goals no, i think we don't. i think their goal is a one party state which they of course they're the one party and they don't believe in democracy they don't believe in the republic and they don't believe in the constitution but um See, I, now I would agree with everything you just said. Okay, so why, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that makes them evil? They're, they're not. They're, okay, they want to undermine the Constitution and our republic and our and our freedom, but they're not. Okay, yeah, they're I'm, I'm going with evil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's, I think it's important is is to understand the nature of the opposition or the enemy. Are they people that that because if you're sharing the same goals, then potentially there's room to work together. If you have different goals, if your goal is to overthrow the Constitution and the Republic and create a one-party state, I can't work with that. So well, let me ask you about that then, Craig, because uh, so, uh, you know, I'm up here elected to represent the people that uh, in my in my congressional district, right, and to, to try and change federal law in ways that conform to what we think uh the the vision of our country is, which is founded on freedom and liberty, right? And and some of my colleagues disagree with that. So I, I just had my first bill in my own name pass the floor of the House two weeks ago, and uh, obviously the Democrats are in the majority. So and that a bill accomplishes some good stuff. It uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's going to really enhance the cybersecurity of our of our uh, national supply chain. So, uh, but I would not have been able to get that done without going to my Democratic colleagues and saying, hey, this is good for America. I'd like you to vote for it and having them say, you know, yes. So, but I mean, if I believe that they're evil, how do I go to them and ask them to do that? Good question. And for the benefit of getting the cybersecurity bill, do you... You at least need, in my opinion, need to understand the nature of the enemy. And maybe you can deal with them. Ronald Reagan negotiated with the Soviet Union. So you can potentially negotiate with an enemy. But you need to understand who they are and what, and what their goals are. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's right. That's Sun Tzu, right? The art of war. You, you have to understand your enemy and yourself to be able to defeat your enemy. Absolutely. And you have to understand your constituents, too, who, like Greg, have some of these views. And that'd be great if you can come out and talk to us sometime and, you know, field questions from some of the volunteers who have a lot of these same concerns that that Greg is asking. Yeah, oh, now, I, I, I run into them all the time, people that are so, I mean, and I'm, I am, uh, I'm heartbroken over what's happened to our country over the last couple of years. And I think a lot of my constituents are. Uh, we just got done doing a town hall tour through the congressional district. And uh, we, this summer, we had town halls in all 13 of the cities that I represent. And uh, I can't tell you how many people came to me brokenhearted at uh, the way that their freedoms are being eroded, the way that their privacy is being eroded, uh, the way that America is being turned into a socialist state, uh, and the way that a lot of the California policies that have been proven so disastrous in our state have been exported to uh, to the rest of the states. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's incredibly destructive and it is heartbreaking. What are so, you um, um, are you working on anything to kind of come against these vaccine mandates? Oh, well, I mean, the vaccine mandates, first of all, they're completely unconstitutional. Absolutely. And I think that they're being I mean, when you say, are we working on anything in Congress? This is part of the problem that we in Congress have with these mandates is that uh, they're being promulgated through executive order that we think is illegal. You know, these uh, uh, OSHA is is coming up with this rule that we think that they are not empowered to uh, uh, to to create. You know, this is an action that should have been taken by Congress and was not. And we have just ceded our authority as the legislative co-equal branch of government over to the executive branch. And, you know, that's what's exactly what's happened to us in California, where the Gavin Newsom declared a state emergency at the at the front of the covid crisis. And ever since then, we have been trying to get him to rescind it because he uses it as an excuse to issue all of these executive orders that are hurting our state. And, you know, that's the latest is the, the vaccine mandate. But, uh, no, it's, it's it's terrible. And we talk about how uh, how our freedoms are being eroded. You know, I think that the vaccine mandate is a perfect example. Uh, and it also, I mean, I think it's extremely ironic to hear my colleagues who, you know, in defense of abortion say, my body, my choice. But when it comes to the vaccine mandates, apparently they don't think it's our body, our choice, because they think the government ought to have the power to force us to get vaccinated. Uh, I just, the, the irony is just incredible. And I'm amazed that they don't see it. I had one more question. Um, a lot of my volunteers wanted me to ask, uh, what are you, first of all, do you believe there was election fraud in November, 2020? And then what are you doing to help combat election fraud? Oh yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I think, uh, what we don't talk about enough when we're talking about the election last year is the way that our election laws have been, uh, co uh, have been manipulated by uh, the political parties in ways that benefit themselves. And uh, that's what I think everyone missed about the debate about the electors from Arizona and Pennsylvania, right? Uh, in both of those states, the Democratic Party brought, was a, brought lawsuits and, and used the courts as a tool to change election law in a ways that benefited themselves. So in Arizona, uh, it, it had to do with... Uh, uh, with uh, voter registration deadlines in Pennsylvania had to do with signature verification. And you know that if a political party is bringing a lawsuit, it, you know, it's not because they're being altruistic and they just want to get everyone to vote. You know, they've done the political calculation. They know exactly what they're doing. And so how can you let, I mean, our constitution says explicitly that each state legislature sets its own election law. You know, it doesn't, it nowhere does it empower the courts to come in and say, mm -hmm. oh, you know what, because of COVID, uh, we're going to give, you know, we're going to force you to accept mail-in ballots, you know, until a later date, which is what they did in Pennsylvania. You know, oh, because of COVID, we're going to force you to accept voter registration until a later date, which is what they did in Arizona. So, I mean, this is the problem. And then, and then you've got parties that say, this is the bait we're having is like, uh, uh, you know, we say fraud and the, the, uh, the left is saying, no, you guys are lying, but, you know, we're taking talking the same language because they got to change the law, you know, and we allowed that to happen. illegally changed so, the law. That's right. That's, and and I, it, it's unconstitutional what was done. And so, I mean, I think, unfortunately, we've let them hijack the narrative because they say, uh, you know, we followed the law and, and you know, we need to be more clear about saying, no, you know, the, the, the changes that you were made to the law were unconstitutional because they were not done done by the state legislatures. 
you know, and, and, you know, the question of like, what could we do about this? Well, fortunately, some of those changes are already in the works because I think that the, the thing that President Trump did for us, uh, his biggest accomplishment in his four years in office uh, was the changes that he made to the court system. You know, all of the conservative judges that he appointed, and he, he reversed a decades long trend of a shift of the courts to the left. And if you look at the docket for the Supreme Court this year, I think that you're going to see a lot of really eye opening things come out of that court that's going to have long reaching implications because they're going to be looking at Roe versus Wade. Uh, they're going to be looking at a lot of fundamental issues that have to do with not only elections, but our basic freedoms. And uh, and they're going to be setting precedents that are uh, that all the lower courts are going to be forced to follow for decades to come. And those changes that the President Trump made to our uh, to our court system are not easily undone. I mean, he appointed more federal judges in his four years in office than Obama did in eight. Oh, no, over over twice as many you know per year. So uh, it, it, it's there, there is hope you know for it. But uh, but that's what I wish. I wish that we were we were focusing on that element, because I think that that when people understand what was happened, what happened there, we win. You should consider running for Senate because that was a magnificent filibuster that took out, that used up the entire remaining allotment of our time. And we were up against a hard break. Uh, thank, you for, <laughs> thank, thank you for being on the show, Jay. And we hope to have you back and we'll carry on some of our grueling cross-examination of, of what's going on in the swamp and what, and what you're doing back there for us. Uh, so tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.